The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. The abundant life. And that's a good question. Are we living the abundant life? Jesus said, Jesus said that for he came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. And so if I am in Christ and, and the Holy Spirit is in me, then I can expect to live the abundant life. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Well, we'd like to welcome all of those joining us on the, on the live broadcast and on the FM broadcast tonight. God bless you. And, uh, and I hope that, that, this, uh, that this, this word tonight, this Bible study tonight, as the Apostle John said, I hope it finds you, um, it finds you prospering even and in health, even as your soul does prosper. Amen? You know, we can get a lot of things in the flesh. I was, uh, I was uh, talking with a lady this week, and, 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 you know, a lot of times we put a lot of, we give demons a lot of credit, don't we? We give demons a lot of credit. But do you know that there is a force closer to you than any demon that is as vile and more influential than, than any demon out there? And that force is my flesh. The Apostle Paul struggled with it. When I want to do good, I don't do it. Right? And when I know to do good, I can't do it. The Apostle Paul had to struggle with it. And let me just tell you, neighbor, friend, brother, sister, if, if, you're, in, if you're in the body of Christ and you say you don't struggle with it, come on over Sunday and we'll cast that lying devil out of you. Somebody just got a hint where this one's going. <laughs> well, I don't believe Christians can have a devil. Hmm. I don't believe that the Holy Ghost and the, and the devil can be in the same place. How many, how many ever heard that talk? How many, ever, how many ever had anybody live with you for a while? You owned a house, but they occupied a space. Don't shout me down. I'm getting ready. I'm fixing to preach. You own the house. The house is in your name. You paying the mortgage. You paying the light. You paying you pay the gas. The utilities. And, 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 and if you're not careful, you'll be paying the grocery bill too. Yet they occupy us. Now, they don't occupy it all the time. As a matter of fact, if you're living right and you've got lost people living with you, they're going to look for a point and an opportunity to sneak out the house and, and, and get them a break from you. Because you're making it awful uncomfortable just by being you. No, we, we ain't going to watch that tonight. We're going we're gonna to read the Bible. It's no TV night in the, in the Sparks house tonight. No, you ain't going to smoke in my house. Get it out of here. No, you ain't going to drink here. Get it out of here. No, oh, but, oh you, you want to you disrespect my God in here? There, there's the curb. Do you want to walk to it? you want me to put you on it? Had a guy says, well, I, I just slipped. I said, if you slipped, I'll pick you up off the ground. Your tongue's out of control. Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit, and you ain't got it. 
Well, and, and I'm not picking on people. I get it. Let, wait, wait, wait. I get it. They, not everybody around us is going to be saved. Aren't you glad for that? That's a good thing. If everybody around you is saved and nobody needs ministered to, then let, send us in the name of your convent or your monastery and, and let us know where y'all live in because we ain't like that. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And how are we going to witness to save folks? You know, one of the, the craziest things in our community right now, one of the craziest things that we got going on is we got the biggest church growth in this community is preachers stealing other pastors' members. That's not evangelism. That's theft of sheep. You want to you you make an impact for Jesus Christ, go out into the world and compel them to come in. Don't go out into your brother's church and compel somebody to come away from their church where God sent them, amen? And by the way, if you do that, the Bible says that you're cursed. If you try to lead somebody away from the house where God has placed them and God has placed us in the body, whereas it has suited him. If you're trying to drag somebody away from where God is placing them, you know, and I hear people say, I hear people say all the time, well, I just don't feel right there. You know what? Well, maybe there's a reason that you're feeling the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. You can't see without the natural man. You can't see that it's the Lord doing it. And you looking at a preacher, you need to get your eyes up a little bit, get your eyes down into the word and get your heart lifted up. And you'll find out that it's the Lord convicting your heart. And I would one not want to go to a place where that I could live in sin and not be convicted of it. That's dangerous. If you're going to a place that makes you feel good and still allows you to live in sin, run! Run! Because they're taking you to hell. They're allowing you and training you to be complacent. If you can live contrary to the word of God, contrary to the will of God, and be good with it, you're in the wrong place. And let me just tell you, you'll find yourself over in Matthew chapter 7, you'll find yourself one of these days because you're on the broad path. And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. Get out. Now's the time. Now's the time. Jesus said over in Acts chapter 1 and, and verse number 7, and we're going to be skipping around a lot tonight, so I hope you got your Bible. Get ready to do some Bible drills because we're going to be skipping around. It's not on the big screen. We need to be like the psalmist and say, Thy word have I hid in my heart so that I might not sin against you. You know, there are people that claim the name of Christ and are sinning against Him. One of, the way, one, of, one of the worst ways that you can take God's name in vain is if you claim to be a Christian and live like the devil. That's putting Him to an open shame. And God will not tolerate that. There's judgment coming. Judgment is coming. There's a shaking going on right now. You may not even realize it, but there's a shaking going on right now in, the, in this country and in the world. There's a shaking going on. The worst, the worst killer, the worst thing that COVID killed was church attendance. 
Oh, I can stay home and catch it on the flow. But for, but for the shut-ins that, that we have watching this, we would cut the flow. Too convenient. Too convenient. But for the shut-ins and, and the distant people that we have, Pastor, we would cut that flow right now. But we've got, we, we hear from people and say, we, we're glad that you're preaching it. Keep on keeping on. You're preaching it, brothers. Keep it going. And you know what? There is a place in Warsaw, whether people in Warsaw realize it or not, whether our families realize it or not, there's a place in Warsaw, Indiana, where the gospel is being preached. Jesus is being lifted up. And he said, if I, lift, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And it's him doing the drawing. We're doing the lifting. Amen. Let's lift up the Lord in some praise tonight. Acts chapter 1 verse 7 they've just been they've been asking Jesus all this when's the time when's it coming are you coming back are you going to are you going to take care of business you know he's coming back to take care of business but he said in, 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 in Acts 1 so he said it's not for you to know the times or the season in which the father has put under his, in his own authority you say whoa whoa no now we can see where we are you know, we just came through that the end times classes, and we can we can see where we are. But instead of letting go of the plow, instead of looking back, we need to press on. We need to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers in, because truly the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. He said, don't worry about the end. He said, blessed is the man who the Lord finds working, the master finds working when he returns. Blessed. Y'all know what blessed means, right? Happy, happy. Right? I don't know about you, but I want to be working for Jesus when he returns. I want to be found working. I want to be found as a, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. On the classes that we're going through on Sunday nights. I want to be fulfilling my calling when the Lord comes back. I ain't got time to play games. And, and oh, he said, she said, he said. You know what? I, 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 we're we're going to get into it. I got, it. I got a thing down here. But most of the people doing the complaining and most of the people doing all the comments on the Facebook and, the, and all the nasty stuff, most of the people doing that have no experience in the ministry. They're not working in the ministry. They're just out there. They got too much time on their hands. They don't know what says the word of the Lord. And so they can comment and they can, they can you know, spout their mouths off. But the true fact of the matter is we too busy to mess with all that I ain't got time to defend everything the Lord will be our defense right. he's our shield and I love the King James it says he's our buckler you know the buckler that's that curved sword that pirates use and it's only meant to hack wham wham you know, we got to go through this world, and there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of jungle in this world, amen. There's a lot of jungle pretending to be to pretending to be, you know, the, the the goodness of God. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of overgrowth. Can I say that? There's a lot of overgrowth in the body of Christ right now, and we need to clear it out. Cut it out if it's not profitable. 
The Word of God is profitable for doctrine, for rebuke, for edification. I don't need to know what somebody said on Facebook. I got the book. I don't need to know, I don't need to know what, what sister so-and-so, if I can call her sister, is going around saying about me behind my back. God's got my back. You know, and, and the thing about it is, he took some of them people out of here because he knew what they were doing away from here, and he knew that we might believe them and we might trust them, and he knew we couldn't, and so he got them all good and ticked off, and they left. Hallelujah. Take it up with God. Well, you keep preaching like that, you ain't going to have a church. That's not true. That's not true. Nowhere in the Word do you see that. Matter of fact, we keep preaching like this, we're going to tell you the truth, and you're going to, you're going to be equipped. You're going to, you're going to be the, the equipping of the saints, and you're going to be able to say, hey, you know what? That's what that person over there told me was a lie, because I've been watching, I've been watching and for the last four years. Nothing that they told me was true. Alligators. All mouth and no ears. Go check it out. Check it on the Discovery Channel. It's not for us to know the times or the season. Be working. Be working. Be about our Father's business. I think everybody in here tonight's 12 or up. When Jesus was 12, they found him in the, they found him in the, in the, in the temple. And he looked at his mom and, and he looked at Joseph and he said, what was it that you were seeking me? Didn't you know that I had to be about my father's business? Twelve years old. I know 40 and 50 year olds, 60 year olds that ain't about their father's business. They too busy being in my business. They too busy being in your business. They too busy being in everybody else's business. Jesus didn't tell you to be in my business. He didn't tell you to be in everybody else's business. He said, be about the father's business. And if you were about the father's business, then you would have done it right. You got to know the word before you can be about the father's business. Hmm. One more verse and we're done with the introduction. Verse number eight, he says, but you shall receive cowardice, weakness, sickness. Somebody lying. Somebody's lying. I've been watching Christians. I ain't seeing too much power. I'm seeing doubt. I'm seeing people looking into the, into the darkness, bringing stuff back from the darkness. Remember we talked about on Sunday when Saul ripped Samuel's garment. And he said, this day, the kingdom has been ripped from you. You know, after Samuel died, do you know what Saul did? 
He had banned all of the witches and all of the, of the fortune tellers. and all the, He had banned all of those necromancers. He had banned all of that. And do you know what he did? He disguised himself because there was no word of God coming to him. He disguised himself and he went to a witch, the witch of Endor, and he began to seek out Samuel and he said, call one forth, I need one forth. And she said, uh 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 uh-uh, give me your word. I know who you are. You want to know something's better than Fox News? You want to know something to tell you the current events? Not only the current events, the future events. You you think that you think that Afghanistan was was all was all. Uh, all, 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 all sippy cup Joe? You think it was just because of an incompetent president? A crooked administration? You think that's what that was all about? You all know that the sixth trumpet war is fixing to break out. Where are they going to get the technology to come down in from the Euphrates River and from the north? Where are they going to get the technology to do that? I saw a billboard the other day, and this is not a political thing, but it's just a, it's just a matter of fact. It had, it had uh, Sleepy Joe's picture on it. It said, making the Taliban great again. Empowering the enemies. Where do you think all that stuff was coming from? Oh, it's not, the, not just the fact that they've got all the, 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 the top-notch, you know, top-notch equipment, top-notch drones, top-notch, you know, you know, battle equipment. Inside of all of that, they've got the technology and the codes. Maybe, just maybe, it's time that those who call themselves Christians need to quit looking like Saul did into the dark side and start looking into the Word of God and say, wow, that lines up, this lines up, this lines up. It will not be long until everything will line up and we will hear a trumpet sound and Jesus Christ Himself will appear. I'm not, I'm not you know, whether we ever get back to normal or not, if, nor, if normal got us to this point, maybe we ought not go back to normal. Maybe we ought to set, redouble our efforts, as Pastor Burkhart used to say. Maybe it's time that we double down and redouble our efforts and say, look, the field is white unto harvest. Quit playing with these religious folks. There are people out there yet that haven't heard. I remember when we were over in Columbus, Ohio, at Pastor Parsley's church, I heard him say on more than one occasion, why is it that Americans should have thousands of thousands upon thousands of chances to accept the Lord when there are people in, in Muslim countries that haven't only had but one chance? And when they heard it, they accepted, they believed on the threat and peril of their life. Yet in America, we can play around with him but the day is coming to a close. The day is coming to an end. Because your Bible says when the fullness of the Gentiles have come in. I think we're close. I think we're close. When the fullness of the Gentiles have come in, 
then his spirit will go back and all of Jerusalem, all of Israel will be saved. You know, people are waiting for this and they're waiting for that and they're waiting for this. I, I, fully, in, I fully believe that somewhere in the world there may be that last man, that last woman, that last boy or that last girl and, and they're not Jewish of descent. They're a Gentile by nature and when they say yes to Jesus, that, at that point in time, the fullness or the quota of, of, the, of, the, of the Gentiles will have come in. We can sit and play all kinds of doctrines if you want to. We can play I believe this and I don't believe that. And you can, you can have your smorgasbord Christianity. But the fact of the matter still remains that unless we're serving and following the doctrines that were left to us by, by the, 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 the apostles, unless we're following the doctrines that were left to us by Jesus himself, unless we're, if we're doing anything else to that, then, then we're trying to make our own religion as Adam and Eve did back in Genesis chapter 2. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said, if someone comes to you with the, speaking in the tongues of men and angels and they try to present to you uh, another, another gospel, another doctrine, he said, let them be accursed. Let them be anathema. Somebody said, well, we just don't believe the way y'all believe out there. We just don't believe the way you believe. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Because either you're saying you're all right and we're all wrong or everybody's right. And everybody's wrong. Well, we don't do it that way. We don't, we don't, we don't do it that way. We, 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 prefer, we prefer the, you know, the traditional music. Or we prefer the modern music. Or we, music has absolutely nothing to do with it. If Jesus isn't being lifted up, If Jesus isn't being lifted up, you're not worshiping Jesus. Right. I don't care. I don't care if it's a if it's a woeful praise dirge. If you're not if you're not lifting up the name of Jesus, if you're talking about any other thing besides Jesus, now, I'm telling you, if you come if you're coming to a worship service, you better be careful who you're worshiping. Don't be worshiping, you know, Mr. Mega Pastor. Don't be don't be worshiping Mr. Mr. You know, Big Bucks. Don't be don't you know? Don't, you better be worshiping Jesus Christ. The disciples of Jesus came upon some people one time. And they were casting out devils. And they rebuked them. They weren't part of us. They rebuked them. They said, hey, 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 you stop that. We believe, we believe that, that that spirit-filled stuff stopped when John died. You stop that. Oh, well, maybe they didn't go that far because John was still alive. And they came back and they were all smug and they were all proud and they told the Lord, they said, we saw some people over there doing some stuff, casting out devils, but they weren't mumbas. So we rebuked them and commanded them to stop and Jesus said, whoa! What are you thinking? If they ain't against us, they're with us. 
It's about time that, that most of the churches in America find out if you're not against us and you believe in the doctrines of the Bible, if you believe in, 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 in the virgin birth and that, that, in, in the Holy Spirit conception and the virgin birth, the sinless life and the sinless death and the sacrifice for all and the atonement of, of Jesus' blood atonement for us and the resurrection, then you're part of us. Amen. And we're part of you. I ain't never heard anybody preach like that. Well, there's probably a lot you haven't heard. <clears throat> That's probably a lot you haven't heard. You see, we, we're making disciples. We're not about members with deep pockets. Amen. I know I'm, I, I, God... God's sending tithers here. God bless you. We appreciate that. Tithing and great offerings, love gifts. But let me just tell you something. If you, if you, I'll, I'll talk to the preachers. If you give preference to those who are the big givers, and you know who they are, don't you? If you give preference to the big givers, then you're not doing it Jesus' way. You need to sit down. And let a man of God come in. Because you're an underling. You're a hireling. Jesus watched the, the, the offerings. But he didn't, he didn't commend the wealthy. As a matter of fact, he commended the poor widow. He said, they out of their abundance gave just a little pittance. But she out of her lack gave all that she could. I think you got it wrong, pastors. I think you got it wrong. Now, this is not a condemnation. If this is bringing condemnation, if this is making you mad, then, then just repent. It's pretty simple. Repent. First John 1, 9. You know, when you sin, and that's a sin, confess, and we have an advocate with the Father who's faithful and just to forgive us of all, all of our, our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. His name's Jesus. Get, a, get more acquainted with him than you are the big donors. Yes, amen. Amen. All right, I've got to move on. That was my introduction. I hope you're, I hope you're still here, and uh, we probably cleared out some that probably shouldn't be here. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 17. Ephesians 4, 17. Some people say, well, I just don't believe, I just don't believe that, that, that Christians can, you know what, I don't believe that the devil can possess a Christian because he's already possessed of God, but I believe a Christian can possess a pet devil. Remember that, remember that landlord deal? You, you had somebody sharing your abode? Well, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. How's come when Jesus went into, the, went into the temple, he was always casting out devils? How's come when Jesus went into the temple, he was turning over tables and, and, and saying, you've made my, my father's house, said he'd be a house of prayer, but you all made it a den of thieves. Yeah, that's word. And, and you guys, your Bible says that you can read it for yourself. He goes, would you all please get up and leave? <laughs> would, you all, would you all please... Would you all mind taking taking them stinky doves and stuff outside? Uh, yeah. Oh, and the money. Oh, that. Oh. Would you Would you guys mind? Listen. You know, Jesus Jesus wasn't woke. He wasn't politically correct. He was righteous, 
And there was a righteous indignation that grew up inside of him and blew up inside of him. And, and, and as a matter of fact, when Jesus came in, they were running out the place. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I, I don't care. You want to you want to have a, a, a weak, meek Jesus, meek and mild. Let me just tell you something that that Jesus in human form turned over and ran everybody out the temple. You, you wait till he comes back in his God man form. And you and you think you think then I, those guys holding up those signs of Jesus comes back. Kill him again. Uh-uh, ain't going to happen, baby. Right. Amen. It ain't about to happen. Verse number 17. Ephesians 4, verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, Now, Paul's talking to Gentiles. He's talking to people in Ephesus. And if you, if you read anything at all about Ephesus, the temple of Diana was there. A hotbed of sin. Some of the converts in the church at Ephesus had been temple prostitutes for Diana. You see, the, the Apostle Paul didn't go down to, didn't go down to, you know, Ephesus First Christian. He didn't go down to Ephesus Community Church and try to pull all the people out. He went and sought the lost, those who needed salvation. He didn't build his church on the back of another shepherd. Dr. Summerall used to tell us that most of the churches in South Bend at that time, when he was still alive, had got, filled their churches with people off of the front doorstep. There are still people today proselyting. Jesus, didn't, Jesus did not command us to go into all the world proselyting. He said, go into all the world preaching the gospel, making disciples. No longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. You ever heard the saying, I think, therefore I am. Until somebody scares me into my house with a virus that, with a virus that, that we might catch. Till somebody puts a mandate on me and tells me I can't leave my house. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather be safe than, than live free. If you give up your freedom, you give up your liberty for safety. Benjamin Franklin said you deserve neither. Think about it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. He said, don't walk like the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. They, they're trying to think their way out. They're trying to think their way to a, to a more happy life. And Jesus and, and Paul's telling them, don't do that. Because in 18, he says, having their understanding darkened and being all alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Man, the Apostle Paul, he, he, he'd have a smaller church today than we do. 
See, I can say, I'm just quoting the Apostle Paul. Now, who could he say he was quoting? Right? Yet the problem with it is, is that in, in this society and this day and this time, people don't want to know the truth. He told Timothy, he said, in the last days, people will heap up for themselves teachers having itching ears saying, tickle my ears, tickle my ears. But that kind of teaching and that kind of preaching does not, does not grow, does not fertilize, does not cultivate righteousness. Right. A preacher that won't tell you to avoid sin is not your friend. Because of the blindness, the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to, the, to, work, uh, to work uncleanness, with, with, uh, to work all uncleanness with greediness. And in verse 20 he says, you haven't learned that in Christ. You've not so learned that in Christ. Verse number 21, he says, If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Let me just say that again, Facebook. As the truth is in Jesus. Amen. The truth. You want the truth? There was a movie sometime back that said, You can't handle the truth. And everybody bought that. I would much rather be told the truth and take my chances than to be told a lie and not know. Right? Verse number 22 says that, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. we got to be renewed. You say, well, well, I'm going to be renewed. I can't wait till Sunday when I'm going to be renewed. You may not make it till Sunday. We need to get renewed right now. There have been times, there have been times when I couldn't get here. There have, been times, there have been times when I couldn't get here fast enough. So what do you do? You renew your mind in Christ where you are. That may mean you have to put down the TV clicker. That may, that may mean you have to t tell your, your roommate to go take a walk. Hey, listen, go take a hike. That may mean you have to put some separation between you and your distraction, whatever that distraction may be. But you need to be renewed in your mind. How do you get renewed in your mind? Well, well, you don't get it. You don't get it by taking in the influx and the information overload of the world and of the devil. Right, you don't do it that way. Because it will just confound you. And I found myself confounded with information overload. I really have. I found myself buying into, oh man, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. You know, even, you know even, if they, even if they prove those voting machine things were fake and that the election was stolen, we're so far down now, it'll take a miracle of God to pull America back out. We've already armed our enemies. 
We've already let enemies into the interior of the United States. As a matter of fact, the military is bussing them and flying them into the interior. And if you continue to dwell on those things, you'll be like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. But I, I'm here to tell you tonight here from Warsaw, Indiana, I'm here to tell you, lift up your head, you redeemed of the Lord, for your redemption draws nigh. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. But look it straight in the middle and lift your head for your redemption is drawing nigh. The writer says, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. That's where, that's where we need to be looking. Verse number 24, it says that you put on the new man Everybody say new man. new man. Put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You see, our old nature, when Adam fell, we took on Adam's nature. Adam and Eve had God's nature. But after that, remember I talked about it on Sunday, after that, you read of Adam all the way through up until today. He lived X amount of years and he died. And he died. You know why? Because of the Adamic nature we were born under, these bodies were born under the curse. Did not David say that? In, in iniquity did my, did my mother bear me? In sin was I not born? Did not David say that? Are we somehow different? I mean, my mom, my mom was a saint, but I don't, think, I don't think that she was without sin. Certainly to hear my dad tell and preach, he was not without sin. How then can I cleanse my ways? You know, the, 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 the writer says, How then can I, shall a young man cleanse his ways? We're born into sin. We have a sin nature. Through the first Adam. Right? But the Apostle Paul saying, and, and now that we need to put on that new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness, therefore, and he goes, therefore, and what, what do we, we got to do when we see a therefore? We got to take a minute to see what it's there for. Now, the Apostle Paul just said, let's put on the new man that was born in holiness and righteousness. Holiness, righteousness, right? Okay, so since we're putting on the new man, therefore, put away lying. Let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin, and do not let the sun go down on your wrath. I know people that are holding on to things from 25 years ago. I know that there are people that are holding grudges and now because, because the, the, the Lord has called out the second part, they will never be able to reconcile here. Many sunsets have gone down on their wrath. Some in the church 
refuse to be reconciled to their brother or their sister. Your Bible says, how can you say that you love God whom you haven't seen and hate your brother or sister whom you have? You want, you, want, you want a heavier one than that? That one right there should wake up the world. The church, anyway. You want a heavier one than that? If you don't forgive your brother his trespasses, the Lord will not forgive you of yours. And if the Lord doesn't forgive you of your trespasses, can you go to heaven? Does that bother you? Well, Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. Really? You want, you want to play that card? I'm telling you what. Jesus had a pretty, had a pretty rough life. Everybody forsook him one night. And when he was betrayed... Into the, into the hand of the temple priest and into the temple guard. When he was betrayed, his friend came up and betrayed him with a kiss. Why a kiss? Because only a good friend gets close enough to do that. He was, a, he was acquainted with grief. He was a man of sorrows. He was bruised for our transgressions. He was wounded for our iniquities. We beheld his face and we didn't recognize him. If we go out that door tonight and there's unforgiveness in our heart, and we refuse to let it go, we've looked him in the face tonight, and we, and, and, and we did not recognize that it, God came near. I don't know where this broadcast is going tonight, but if you've got an ought against your brother, the Bible says if you have an ought against your brother without a cause, you're committing murder, and you need to repent you need to get right with the Lord first and then I'll ask the Lord how you can get that situation under the blood. That's a hard word, isn't it? But it's a good word. It's a life-giving word. It'll get you to heaven. It'll keep you from going to hell. And, 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 the, and, and, and we find out in, in, in a passage just a little, a little bit over in the right of our Bible that some of them we're going to snatch from the very flame. I don't know who that word was for, but I'm trying to snatch you out of the very flame. There's a way that seems right to the man, but the end is death. And we don't want you to die apart from God. That's our entire, our entire calling, the entire ministry, is to reconcile you unto the Lord. Okay? So we're not supposed to be angry and we're not supposed to allow the sun to go down on our wrath nor give place to the devil. Now, let's go back to our analogy. How many of us have had people live with us? Sure. You know what you do when you have people live with them? With you? When they come in and they live with you? 
You give them a place. Have we ever really thought about this when we read this scripture? Have we ever thought about when we give place to the devil, when we want to hold on to our, our anger, when we want to hold on to that, 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 that hurt, when we want to hang on to that, to, to that offense, when we want to hang on to that? And, and you can tell, man, when people, when people are hanging on to that, I mean, it is, just, it is just that close underneath the surface. Just one little thing can cause a complete nuclear meltdown, as it were. Well, when I was four years old, I wanted a lollipop and you wouldn't give me one. I'm exaggerating, but I wish, you know, for, for the point, but there are people that have been holding on to grudges and stuff like that. And most of it, most of it over time is fabricated. The incident was very small, but out of that little anthill, we have made a mountain. Isn't it amazing? You ever, you ever, I like to fish. And I got some people that I like to fish, you know, with. And I got some people that every time they're with me, they fish about like I do. They, we catch fish and it's, it's, you know, but every time I'm not with them, man, they caught one. Whew, you ought to see, man, oh, you know, in and and I saw and I talked with I talked with an old friend a couple of, a couple of weeks back I talked to an old friend and and he told me the same story that he told me a couple of years ago and I swear to goodness I, I swear uh, he told me the same story and, and, and that four pound bass had grown even after it was dead and mounted on the wall it had grown to be eight and a half pounds and I'm like that's amazing. You know what we could, you know, we, if, if that's the case, we'll just make a tank and we'll put them in it and we'll just take the fillets off one at a time and let them grow back. We'll just have our own, you know, you know McFish, you know, fillet of fish or whatever, you know. We just have our own fish factory. I can't imagine. Double in size in four years hanging on his wall. But don't we do that? Don't we over-exaggerate? You know why we do that? The Adam nature. This Adam nature, when we want to act up, when we, want to, when we have bad behavior, we have to try to justify it. And, and nobody ever takes responsibility for our own behavior when we're in sin. Not me, him. N- not, not, not me, her. Not me, them. Do you know what? Until we take responsibility for our sin, we will never ask Jesus to forgive us. And if we never ask Jesus to forgive us, we will never be forgiven. <laughs> Pastor Rick, I was, I was, we were in the car on the way over here. We were stopped and parked, and I heard a ding came up because I'm notified when he posts because he posts good stuff. And he said, Christians, Christians have a seat at the most extravagant buffet in all of history, in all of of time. Yet the dummies are starving. Let that sink in. 
we're invited to the grandest of celebrations. Yet because I can't get along with my brother. Yet because I, I, can't, I can't even begin to think. And we might go up there and they, and, and, and they might sing a praise song or they might be clapping their hands or raising their hands or shouting or praising or praying in the Holy Ghost. I, I, I can't. We're invited to the greatest buffet, yet the dummies are starving. Are you starving tonight? Why? You haven't, you haven't been affected or infected by one of those self-righteous disciples that said, we saw people casting out devils and, and, and they weren't part of us and so we told them to stop it. That's naughty. Jesus said, if they're not against us, they're with us. Because Satan can't cast out Satan. No, you ain't here. All right, I gotta, I gotta hurry. That's page one. Galatians chapter five. Don't give place to the devil. The takeaway from that was don't give place to the devil. Because you give the devil an inch and he'll take your life. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Stand fast. Now, I used to think that stand fast was kind of like this. When they said, when they said stand fast, I'll, I'll wait till the camera person catches up. When they, when they said stand fast, I used to think it was like this. I was wrong. Fast. Fast. Means fastened. Unmovable. That means braced. Like a boxer. Stand fast. Hold on to that liberty by which Christ has made us free. Stand fast in your liberty and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Now let me ask you something. If someone comes to you talking about, let's, let's say, me or another church or another pastor, they come to you, boy, you just, boy, that, they're not doing it right. They're not, we just don't, oh, I just don't, oh, it's just, you know, and, 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 and so all you got to do is watch. See who's living in liberty. Watch who the Lord is blessing. Watch the fruit. Because you'll know them by their fruit. A lot of people are miserable. And unless they can make you miserable, they ain't happy. And the bad part about it is some of those miserable people are in the church, our churches. 
And they'll go around saying, well, you just, I just don't know if I like the way he did that or not. I don't like the way he did that. I don't like the way they teach. I don't like the way they preach. You know, the problem with that is, is that we only teach and preach the word of God. You know, we don't get documents from headquarters. I don't have to preach what Brother Jimmy's preaching this week. Just watch them. Just watch. See where they are. And for those that left out of here, see if people at the other church aren't saying, hey, we're missing you. Hey, we've been, where you been? We've been missing you. We've been missing you. And so there are people that are steadfast in the liberty. They're standing fast in the liberty of Christ Jesus. They're preaching the same gospel. They're preaching the same word, instant, in season and out of season consistently. And yet those people who are dragging people away, they're not even going half the time anymore. When they do go, it's just to find out what the latest thing is going on. Don't be entangled again. You know what that means? You know what that means? That means that if you're not careful, you'll slip back into old habits. You'll slip back into old ways. You'll slip back. Entangled means you're, you're, you're caught up in the nets. You're caught up in the fowler's snare. Don't be entangled again. Stand fast in the liberty by which Christ Jesus has made us free. Acts 5, verse 1. Let me set up Acts 5 when you're getting there. In the first century church, people were very generous. They said, I've got to be a part of this. I want to bless the church and God's going to bless me. I want to be a part of what God's doing. I want to be a part of what's going on. I want to be a part of what's happening in, in, in the body of Christ. And people were going out and they were, and they were, if anybody had a property, they would sell it. They would bring the money back in and it would be divvied up to each one as each one had a need. And so, and so if they fired them because they wouldn't take the jab, I mean, no, if they, uh, if they were going through a hardship, people, the church was taking care of them and they were taking care of the church in return. And they were starting to show these people were giving big gifts and they were giving big in the church. I'm talking in the church. Ananias and Sapphira were in the church. You're going to find out that all of these people that we're talking about were in the church. And so they got to talking among themselves. Wow, did you see? Did you see how Peter came? And you know, I know some people, I know some people that want you to be in their in their gold sponsor club. I mean, whatever. Did you see? Man, they're in the they're in the inner circle. They're going to get to go to the Covenant Partners Conference a day early. And so they said, hey, you know what? We got that piece of property down there. It's not really doing nothing. It's, why don't we just sell that and give it to the church? Why don't we just sell that and give it to the Lord? You know, the problem that happens is that if anything that you say is, is done in the presence of one or two, you know, it has to be, it's confirmed in the presence of two. It has to be done. It, the Bible says it's better to have never made a vow than to make it and break it. And so here they are talking amongst themselves, forgetting that the Holy Spirit is there with them. I think a lot of times people in the church today, 
Well, let me just tell you about Pastor Corey. Hey, hey, listen, what do you think about what he said the other day? What do you think about that song that they played the other day? What did you think about, you know, and, and the problem with it is, is that they forget that, the, that, that even if it's just the two of you, the Holy Spirit is there. We need to understand that we're going to give an account of every word that proceeds out of our mouth. Not only that, we're going to give an account of every thought, the intent of that. You can disguise it. You can say, oh, I meant to do this and I meant to do that, baloney. The Holy Spirit is judging your heart. You meant to draw him down. You meant to shoot an arrow. You meant to murder spiritually. You meant to murder their influence. And God will not hold you guiltless. The same has committed murder in their heart. So here they are, Ananias came in, and but, a, but, but a certain man named Ananias came in with Sapphira, his wife, and they, and they sold a possession. And he kept back a part of the proceeds, and his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. They committed to sell the land and give it to the church. You know, we, we had a, most of you guys know, about this time last year, oh, a little bit later, we had, a, we had a, a camper out there for sale out in front of the church on the highway on, on the landlord's property, not, not actually on church proper. But, and uh, I was talking with a guy about it, and he says, uh, what you asking for? Oh, that's a fair price. That's a, you're you're going to get that easy. And, and when we did, God bless him, we did. He said, that's awesome. He goes, you'll be able to go out and do this and do that and do this. And I said, well, wait a minute. The first 10% of it belongs to God. What? What? I said, no, we, 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 tithe, we tithe on everything. We're tithers. How do you think we got that camper in the first place? How do you think we got the, the home what we got in the first place? How do you think we got where we got? We're tithers. We give, we give unto the Lord. And we give willingly and cheerfully. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. Now let me break that down for you. The Bible, your Bible says the Lord loves a cheerful giver. But do you realize what the, what the word really says translated into English better? The Lord loves a hilarious giver. You know the devil will be saying, oh, you, better, you better hang on to that. You, you, there may be something coming down the road. There may be something two weeks from now. You know what I tell the devil when he tells me that? My God's already out there two weeks. My God's already out there two years. My God's already knowing out there, and, 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 and he's going to take care of me. He brought me this far. He's going to see me all the way. He's not going to let me down. He didn't bring us this far to watch us fail. Amen? My God's already out there in the future. Whatever's coming my way, he's going to handle. Ha, ha, ha. The Lord loves a hilarious giver. Now, we don't watch the box. The box is in the back. We don't pass a hat. We, we preach and teach biblical tithing, biblical giving. But I ain't watching the box. You know why? Jesus watching the box. All you got to do is look where he was watching the box. Jesus watching the box. Matter of fact, before we had the box, we just had it in a bowl back there in a basket. We were over at the other place and some people that said, hey, you know, look, free money. They obviously didn't have good upbringing. Jesus watching the box. I see, well, one of them fellas is in jail big time now because Jesus was watching the box. We didn't do anything about it. 
Didn't even say anything to him. Just build a box. A lot, a lot harder to get the box open. Yeah. All right, I can If either God, if God's God, He's going to be God. If He's not, then 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 you're telling Him to get off the throne, and I'll try to handle it. You know what? There's too much going on in this world right now for us to try to handle anything. Let's just give it to God and let go. You know, let God and let go, and that's it. Life is a lot simpler that way. Well, you don't know where you'll be tomorrow. No, I don't, but I know who's already in tomorrow. You know, because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives. All fear is gone. Wait. Don't amen that one. That one got less amens. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. We can face uncertain days. Because he lives. Amen? Remember what Pastor said you know, a week ago? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be afraid. I shall not want. I shall not be concerned about tomorrow. I added those in there, obviously, for emphasis. But if the Lord is your shepherd, why are we wanting? All right, I got to hurry. Oh, man. And he kept back part of the proceeds, and his wife, also being aware of it, brought a certain part in and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? I'm going to stop right there. Remember what we said? They were in the church. If Satan can fill somebody's heart that's in the church, the world don't stand a chance. They had determined that they were going to sell the property and give unto the Lord. But Satan filled their heart. Does your Bible say that? Can a believer give place to the devil? Apparently. Apparently, Satan filled his heart. Ephesians 5 and 17. I got to hurry. Therefore, do not be unwise. Now, you've got to like what the Apostle Paul's doing here. Because he doesn't hold up the meme that says, this is Bob. Don't be stupid like Bob. The Apostle Paul says to the church at Ephesus, Therefore, do not be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. You know, there are a lot of people that don't know what the will of the Lord is for their life. A lot of people don't know what the calling of God is on their life. That's unwise. 
Because what kind of God would we be serving if he wouldn't reveal your purpose, your call, and his will in your life? What kind of God is that? I just want you to try to figure it out. I just want you to try to, 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 try to muddle through life and, and some of you will strike upon it and some of it. No. That's not the kind of God that we serve. Verse number 18 says, And do not be drunk with wine, which is, which is um, dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Spirit. Amen? Go with me back to Acts chapter 2. I'm building on this word filled right now. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Most, it's a very familiar passage, so I'll go. When, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, then they were all in, one, in one, one accord in one place. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Hey, 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 hey. They were in one accord in one place. One accord, one place. Why do you think that the world is trying to stop the church from getting together? Because there's power in the name of Jesus when we come together in unity, in one mind, in one accord. Amen? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled, underline filled, the, the, the whole house where they were sitting. If we're all here tonight in one accord, one mind, one place, and the mighty rushing wind comes and fills this house, those on the outside or those watching remotely, they will not be a part of it because they're not here. Don't let COVID keep you out of a move of God. Amen. Filled. Down to verse number four. And they were filled. They were all filled. Say all filled. With the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We need to be careful and we need to guard our hearts lest the devil come in and steal what God has sown there. Ananias was part of this group, the first century church. They didn't have any hang-ups about being filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, and yet the devil filled his heart. Why is that? Why is that? Because he gave place to the devil. He entertained a thought. He listened to, a, to something. He heard something other than the Lord. All right? Luke 22 and, and, and verse number, number 3, just for, just for, remember, Ananias, the devil filled his heart. Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. He had the best pastor. I mean, gosh, nobody, nobody talked about Pastor Jesus. I need that cricket, boys. Uh, nobody, nobody complained about Pastor Jesus, right? Or was it, wait, wait, maybe that was confusing. Jesus said, if the world hates you, they hated me first. And, I, and I've overcome the world, amen? All right, so, okay. And so even though he had the best pastor, was in the best Bible school, had the best teaching, it, it, Satan entered him, all right? John 13, verse number 27 Again, different reference. Now, after eating a piece of bread, Satan entered him. Again, Judas Iscariot. Then Jesus said to him, what that you do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. Do you realize that there are people in our midst that we don't know who has filled their heart? Even the disciples didn't understand. And when, Jesus, when Satan entered him, he, Satan was in the upper room. Satan was in the upper room. Yeah. 
this came on for me like a light bulb. There were 12 people there. Jesus said it. He said, have, have I not chosen you 12 and one of y'all is a devil? So you wondering why they demonic folk in the church? And there are people going around saying, man, if you're saved, the devil can't bother you, has no hold on you, has no... I'm telling you what. You better keep yourself filled. You better keep a guard over your heart lest you get entangled again. If Satan can sit next to Jesus during communion, the, the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, if Satan can fill Ananias and Sapphira in the church, Go with me to Acts chapter 8. i got to finish with this. I, I, I'm skipping over some verses, but I think that, I think that the, the message has gone through. Acts chapter 8, beginning in verse 12, and I'm going to read through it. I'm going to try to read through it without commentary and then come back in and close. <clears throat> but when they believed Philip, uh, as, he, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ... Both men and women were baptized. Now, who gets baptized? Believers. Right? Again, I'm going to show you something that was weird to me when I, when I, when I first got a hold of it. Because I'd always thought, well, well, well you'll see. again, I tried to read it without comedy. Uh, <clears throat> then Simon himself also believed, say also believed. <laughs> And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing miracles and, the, and signs which were done. The miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. And when they had come down and prayed for them that they might... Re when they had come down... Uh, excuse me who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For, he, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them. So you can be saved, you can be baptized, and not receive the Holy Ghost yet. Some people say, well, you've got to have the Holy Ghost get saved. You do, the Holy Ghost draws you, but this is a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Okay? All right. See all you Baptists later. Um, and they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means the Holy Spirit, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, but the Holy Spirit hadn't came on them yet. All right? Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the, of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, give me this power 
also that anyone whom I lay my hands on might receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Wait a minute. He believed and was baptized, yet his heart was not right in the sight of God. Wait a minute. Go back. They laid hands on them and they received. And here is Simon in the midst. You, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost and still not have a heart right with God. Had anybody missed that? I thought, gosh, Here's Simon, who was formerly a sorcerer. I thought, gee, Willikers, this guy was lost, and he just wanted to add to his repertoire of tricks. He was in the church. He believed Philip's preaching, and he was baptized. Then when Peter and, and John came down, he, they laid hands on him, and what does the Bible said? They all received the, the, the Holy Ghost. Right? Is that what your Bible says? You mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that there are people who pray in the Holy Ghost 3,000 miles an hour and their heart ain't right with God? That was an eye-opener for me. That was like, boom, mind blown. Peter said, your money perish with you. Mm -hmm. Now, I've used that verse a million times. Your money perish with you that you thought you could buy the gift of God. <laughs> He said, you have neither part nor, uh, nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Do you, do you think he was judging? Was Peter judging? Do you think, you know what Simon would have said in 2021? Don't judge me. I watched that Korean pastor, and he says, I'm good. Peter says, you don't got, part, you don't got portion in this matter. Mm. Okay. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. He said, repent therefore of this, your wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of your, of your heart, he might forgive you. That almost sounds like Peter's telling him, now there's going to be a book coming up here in a little bit called 1 John. Go over into 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And, and you'll see that. It almost sounds like Peter's talking about that. You better repent because your heart wasn't right. Baptized believer. For I see that you are poisoned by the bitterness, by bitterness and bound by iniquity. There are people that we know that are poisoned by bitterness. And they've allowed a root of bitterness to take root in their heart and it's choking the life 
out of them and everything they do. They can't be happy for more than a few days at a time because bitterness and iniquity is in them. And watch this. This is the difference between Simon and 2021 Christians. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me that none of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. Do you know what most people do that are in Simon's condition today? Well, I'm, I'm not going there. I'm going to that other church over there. I'm not going, I'm not going here anymore. You, no, 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 no. You, you don't, no not, I don't like the way you're preaching it. I'm going over there. And they go away, go out into the world and into another church, lost and undone. Would to God that people would have Simon's heart and say, pray for me. I'm sorry. We need to sing that old song from years ago. It's not my mother, not my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. It's not my father, not my brother, but it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. The Lord says, take the beam out of your own eye before you try to take the speck out of someone else's. Amen? Amen? I just got to... A release in the spirit. I, I got more to go, but I got a release in the spirit. I, I don't know who this message was for tonight. I, 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 it was for me first. Let me just tell you, it was for me first because there was some eye-opening stuff in here that found out what's going on in the church, and it's not new. Eye-opening, spirit eye-opening. But if I'm talking to you tonight and you're holding a grudge or you're holding an ought or you've got unforgiveness. Or you think that you can earn it or buy it. Let me implore you. Do what Simon did. Repent and let us pray for you. Let us pray for you so that none of these things may come upon you. We love you. Man, woman, boy or girl, wherever you're watching in the world. And if you're, if, you're, if you're in one of the places and you're, and you're at the threat of your life and you're at the peril of your life, we're praying that the Holy Spirit would cover you with, with, with an iron dome of protection right now in Jesus' name and that He would send your enemies fleeing from you in Jesus' mighty name. If you're, if you're, wherever you're watching from, let us know. We want to reach out to you. We love you. We want to pray with you. We want to stand with you. But most of all, we want to see everyone reconciled unto Jesus Christ. Amen. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the River, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc.org. God bless you.